This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, would you like wine with your dinner? Plus, Biz wants to know what's happening, Teresa accepts her fate, and we talk to Jennifer Verdolan, Ph.D., about her new book, Raised by Animals. <gasps> Woo! Woo! Yeah. Wow. That's my whiny woo. Do you like that? Oh. <laughs> Teresa. Before I ask you how you are, mm-hmm. I have a reminder yeah. for everybody. Yeah. I just want to get it out of the way get it out. so that I'm not thinking about get it, it out, while I'm trying biz. to focus on Teresa. You tell them. Guys, don't forget to check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com to get tickets and information about our August 26th L.A. show at the Bootleg Theater, where doors open at 1 and the show starts at 2. The bar officially is open. We we have verified that yeah. for a matinee, there the bar is there. Bar. And also for tickets to our October 14th live show in Brooklyn at the Bell House. Boom! Check it out. Teresa, <laughs> how... Are you? How how are ya? What you got going on? <laughs> um, I'm okay. <laughs> I every week it's like, Teresa, how are you? And then there's this pause, and yeah. she's like, It's okay. It's I'm as okay. if she's internally checking. Yeah. Checking. Like, like, am I? Am, am I, I? Are we all here? Yes. Am I okay? I'm here. I'm okay. Okay. I'm here. It's the most honest okay in on the planet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's actually kind of what I want to talk about. I just, um, <laughs> well, first, let me just share a very small anecdote, which is that last night, really late, kids are eating really late, and Grace has this, like, gigantic cup of milk and just, like, spills it mm-hmm. everywhere, all over the table, all over the floor. So we're cleaning it up, whatever, no big deal. And then this morning, like, super early, the baby, like, had a lot, nursed for a long time, and then... Just, I stood up with him and he just like vomited like the entire (laughs) feeding, like all over me, all over himself, all over over the floor, everywhere. Yeah. Again, I was like, okay, we'll clean it up. up. Literally 20 minutes later, Oscar was drinking like that yogurt drink, like kefir drink. And before he could even get it to his mouth, he just drops the cup and it goes all over him, all over his chair, all over the floor on the dog who was sitting there. Um, and I said to Jesse, well, I just want to let you, nothing for you to do. I'm, I'm cleaning it up. Just want you to know we're three for three. I yeah. guess hopefully that means we're done. Yes. Yeah. Everybody has spilled a lot of liquid yeah. between, in the last 24 12, hours. 12 hours. 12 hours. Very short amount of time. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But it's, it's also just like I'm not even surprised anymore. It's well, just like this stuff is always happening. You have... Three opportunities now for yeah. things to happen in your house. Yeah. Sometimes and they do. repeat. And sometimes all of them yeah. are happening at the same time. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Grace turned six over the weekend, which oh is really, gosh. really exciting. We had a wonderful weekend. I'll talk more about it later. Um, I, I just, I just have been feeling a little, um, just overwhelmed and like tired, like relentlessly, huh. like where I can't tell what's supposed to be happening in the future. Like I can only do like the one foot in front of the other yeah. thing. And I was messaging with um friend of the show, Aaron Ratner, mm-hmm. lovely Aaron Ratner, who also has three kids, 
Um, she's one of the only people I know, actually, who has three kids. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of you guys who listen to the show have a lot of kids. Right. But, but in your immediate Yeah, in my circle, like little circle, yeah. there just aren't that many people with three. And um, her kids are all about, like, each of her kids are, like, a year older than my yeah. kids, you know? Um, and so I was kind of, like, talking to her, like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm saying what I'm saying now. <laughs> I'm fine. It's just that I can't, like, I, I don't... I can't, like, come up for air, kind of. Right. It's just, like, one foot in front of the other, like, survival mode. And she's like, yeah, I don't think that ever goes away. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and she was really sweet and, yeah. like, really, like, you're doing a great job. And, you know, just right. really, but it, this is one of those, it was one of those times where it did remind me why we say you're doing a good job. Yeah. Because sometimes that's the only thing you can say. Like, sometimes it isn't like, well, don't worry, next week you'll get a break or yeah. well, don't worry this is gonna get easier because this is going to happen like sometimes right. you it actually won't. don't know yeah. it probably will eventually but you to don't know degree. when like you don't know when right. you don't know how you can't visualize yeah when it's going to let up in some way right. or get something you're gonna get better at something you just can't it's you don't see it it does it's not i'm sure it's there i just don't know when what it is or when it's coming <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> um, yeah, and so like sometimes really the only thing that we can yeah do is just remind ourselves like you're doing hey, a good we're job. Doing, we're doing great, yeah. guys. Like you're doing we're remarkable. so hard, and we're doing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about you uh, because I you know partly about what uh, our guest is going to talk about today, and, and partly about a rant that we're going to listen to today, and like just this whole like you still have a six month old in your house basically, mm-hmm. yeah, and you have now entered that window that we talked about a couple like maybe a year or so ago or two years ago, where like at the six month mark. Everybody's like, "Well, you're good." Yeah. No now, one cares. now your baby's yeah. like six months. Yeah. I mean, that's practically a, in yeah. college. Yeah. We no longer care about your needs. Right. You probably have everything set. Mm-hmm. Your brain is coming out of the fu- whatever mm-hmm. that is. It. But like that's. But that's not true. Six months is is equally hard and like. In some ways, it's even harder. harder because they need like they're starting yeah. to like they're not just like sleeping on. Yeah, the it depends on the kid. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the kid. Right, yeah. they're just screaming louder or sleeping <laughs> less. It's like right. one of the two. Like whatever <laughs> right. your kid was, right? Yeah. Like they're opening jars, whatever. <laughs> right. um, so I just I was like, I'm not sure I have properly said to Teresa. Oh, thank you. I mean, really, that you are doing yeah. a good job. Thank you. And I am really aware. That you have a lot on going on. Thank you. I mean, you just that do. That is so nice. You really is, do. But I, that's like so like that just makes me feel good. Yeah, Thank okay, you good, for saying that. Good. Thank you for acknowledging. You, you're welcome. Yeah. I also want to acknowledge everything that you have going on in your house <laughs> because even though you don't have a baby and lots of people don't have babies, there are things can feel ah, crazy. Would you like me to tell you about one? Yes. Okay. So right now, Ellis, who is in a darling phase. He is being darling Aww. recently. He is three and a half. Uh, he's very darling right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still like the tantrums and the whining and the screaming and all that. But when he's not in that mode, he's in darling mode. Aww. Just a darling, nice. darling little boy. And <laughs> the neat thing that he's doing, we I go to pick him up from uh, school, like daycare, preschool, whatever you want to call it. I go to get him and put him in the car and we'll be driving home and suddenly he'll be like, what's happening? <laughs> and I'll say, I'll say we're, we're driving home now. No, what's yeah. happening? 
Uh, but uh, we're gonna go. You just finished school. We're gonna have to. Yeah. No. What's happening? <gasps> and I'm like, <laughs> uh, you're well, growing. Like, we're at growing. A very slow you're rate. Okay, <laughs> but uh, he goes in the sky. Oh, what's happening? Whoa. There, there, there are clouds. Uh huh. <laughs> there's, there's, there's. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm driving and I'm like, oh uh, who's gonna shoot at me? Right. Uh, are there? Th- there's air. What's happening to it? It's it's moving <laughs> a- around. What else? What else is happening? And I'm like, uh, the fear in your eyes is it's just, so real. It's just, like, what am I gonna say? You look like right. you're about to get smacked on the wrist for the wrong answer. Like I really hope it's right, and we get through it. And I'm just like, this is so weird. But now it's a thing you do. And I keep falling into the trap. So it'll yeah. be like two days will pass. We'll get in the car. Yeah. What's happening? We're about to go to the library. No! What's happening? <laughs> I got the, uh, the, the sky is blue. Okay. What else is what, happening? What happens if you say, what is happening? Well, when I, I have said, yeah. I said, what is happening? Yeah. No! What's happening? Like, it okay. works him up. He doesn't want to answer do the swap. So he doesn't have an answer. He doesn't have an answer, but it, huh. I have now, through a really slow Pavlovian response, uh-huh. cause and effect, Yes. after too long, I now know that when he asks what's happening, I should start with the sky. Oh. Given that it's Southern California, the top, there's not a lot happening. Right. It's blue again. Yeah. It's blue. Yeah. There's a helicopter circling. The sun is bright. The sun is bright. <laughs> there's a layer of fog. What about meteors? They're probably crashing into our atmosphere right now and breaking up. Yeah. You know, like, you know. So, anyway. You know, meteor You know, shit. meteor shit. You know how meteors work. Anyway, uh, so that's like currently, and I thought, and the reason I realized I should talk about it today was I was like, Stefan, what should I talk about this week? And he goes, what's happening? <laughs> Which means that in Stefan's car, Ellis is also asking mm, this very important yeah. question yeah. Uh, that reminds me constantly that I'm walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How relaxing. Speaking of things that relax us, today we're going to talk about whining. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Do your kids whine? Never. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could yeah. you imagine if there is a house somewhere where children aren't whining? Is that like a thing? It, no, it's they have. It's like part of it's. It's uh, biological. Biolo- yeah, it's evolutionarily necessary. Like they they okay. do it for survival. Right. That so they do. It's like a high pitched, loud noise. Yeah. That nobody can miss. Right. It gets your attention. Because it's super fucking annoying, <laughs> and that's how kids are still alive. Right, that's how okay. they make it to adulthood. So it's not like there's secretly somebody's kid has been sleeping through the night their whole life, or there's like a kid who's just I like don't literally. Think so, there's not right? a kid. There's no like thing we can do oh, to prevent right. whining at all. Yeah. There's no like. I mean, there. Don't get me wrong. There's a million parenting books on whining, guys. Yeah. 
But there's stuff you can do but, to make it less bad in your and house. We'll talk but like, about but that. Like, but like, are no... there? Is there a kid who's like, oh well, he, she's not a whiner. Yeah, she's not a whiner. That's. <laughs> I don't think I've ever <laughs> heard anyone imagine? say that. Well, let's put that challenge out to you guys. Yeah. And just so you know, anybody who uh, lets us know that their child's not a whiner, uh, within 24 hours, your child will start whining. <laughs> Uh, All right. Here are some other fun questions about whining that I have for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Public whining (laughs) or private whining? (laughs) Which one is worse? Oh, man. And I don't have an answer to this because I could argue that both are awful. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think I might prefer public whining Mm. for me. Okay. Just because... In public, um, I can, like, rise to the occasion a little better and be like, why don't, hey, whole world, check out how awesome I can handle it when my kid is whining and it's super annoying. Here's your It's cake. like a little performance, you know? Watch me give in yeah. or yeah. watch how fast I can give in to this whining. And at home, it's like just no one's there yeah. to see your pain. Yeah, or see you respond I, not that I have ever yeah. responded in a bad way. No. I certainly have never yelled, oh, my God, my ears are bleeding. Your whining is like taking needles and jabbing them into my eyes. <laughs> that seems more of a private way to handle things oh than public. I think I'm with you. I think public, you're right. I think public right? Something for less me. sad about it. Because you can at least look around at the other adults and be like, huh? huh? Get a load of this. Uh, what Everyone sh- knows what this is like, right? What target are you shopping in where you're getting so many supportive looks? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, but you're right. I think you know, there is a... I think everybody accepts that kids whine. Right. I'm not true. talking about like tantrums. tantrums. Yeah. I'm just saying like The that. whining. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that <laughs> lately I've started doing this thing um, with Oscar when he's really doing that yeah. like I'll, well there's a number of things we'll talk about yeah. what you do but like one thing I do is like Oscar do you hear yourself you're like nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and I do it but he thinks it's so funny yeah. which is actually fine because it actually works to get him out of that whining oh. mode because he starts laughing he's yeah. like oh, he listens to me do that and he's like that's ridiculous yeah, I sound that's like good. that and then it kind of like breaks things up a little bit that's it well let's talk about what we kind of did oh, okay, before sure. we realize how great we are and nailing it. Um, I do something. I I have not. I don't always do that. This is what you sound like. Because yeah. by the time I get to that place, yeah, I'm not doing You're, it in a funny not way. Nice. It's yeah. not nice. Yeah, yeah. So my initial steps, uh, my code, you know, yeah. yellows, yeah. are more like, oh. I can't, I can't yeah. hear you when yeah. you're using that voice. Yeah. I feel like I heard that at a preschool. Oh, or I do the same thing. Yeah. I oh, can't I hear you. I can't understand what you're saying because you're just. Yeah, it's yeah, like I can't understand. Can't understand. Yeah. Or I say, "Can you use your Ellis voice? You're yeah. using a whining voice right now. I can't hear it, yeah. but I can always hear your yeah. Ellis voice." I do right? the exact same thing. And yeah. then, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do yeah. that. Uh, there is some. Let's. I just want this. I think these go hand in hand. There, there's an approach that some people suggest. Uh, I'm not sure it's like by experts or something, mm-hmm. but there's the ignoring, mm-hmm. the whining. Yeah. And for some reason, that falls into the camp of like, what do you think about whining? Like, right. do you accept that it's just this like natural biological mm-hmm. approach? Or do you have rotten, miserable, spoiled uh, children yeah, yeah, yeah. who hate you? Yeah. And I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like those two yeah. are worth discussing, discussing because I don't think... That the your kids are rotten monsters is true. No. Though that has been, but I mean, I feel like that's one of those things that was bandied about a lot. I mean, I think people are put it nicer than that. I think mm-hmm. people would say, well, you have a spoiled child. 
Right? Like, I feel like that is... That's not nice. No, it's not Nobody nice. wants to hear that. Well, yeah. right. I'm just saying, yeah, but 90% of parenting for generations yeah, is yeah, like yeah, saying, yeah. trying to put a name on a child's behavior yeah. Yeah. that was completely well, I mean, out of you touch. Can, you can really easily create more whining yeah. in your life by, like, always listening to the whining and, like, yeah. caving to it. Like, caving if you say to no it, to yeah. something and then they whine and then you give it to them, well, then right. sure, you're going to get more whining. Like, yes, there's no... That adds. I'm not saying, like, good or bad. I'm right. just saying, like, that equal equals that. Like, yeah. that's how, that's what you get. Like, <laughs> right. that's what happens. Sort of like sleep begets like sleep kind of thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. If yeah. we all know what doesn't work, yeah. and that is, well, I mean, it works temporarily. Like, all parenting sure. solutions. Yeah. I'm going to just Fuck just it. Make it go away. Make, make it, it go away. Second. Yeah. Which is a viable approach. Sure. Sometimes you have to do it. But long term, yeah. not, hasn't been working out. Right. Right. <laughs> long term. Because the kid learns yeah. this works. Yeah. I'm going to do more of this because this totally works. So this leads to the ignoring. Yeah. And I feel like when people say ignore them. Yeah. And I do sometimes wonder if the more I've heard people say to me, ignore them, are people with or without kids, are Uh people with older kids, not Uh in the moment. Yeah. I want to be sure that, like, I feel like when you say ignore, that triggers in me actually neglecting your child, like walking away. Yeah. And I don't feel that that's the right response, but I do kind of also understand, I to me, ignoring means stuff like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to give you a lot of response for this yeah. behavior. I'm yeah. still accepting that you're in the room. Yeah. And maybe it's just a quick, oh, I can't hear you when you use that voice. And then I go yeah. about my business. Yeah. You, uh, still, you can still kind of like respond to them, but like without giving them what they're right. trying to get. Not yeah. giving Until the, they calm down. Enough right. Until they calm down. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's. Yeah. It's less ignoring their behavior and more ignoring your desire to do X, Y, or Z, right? To, yeah. like, make a big to, like, deal about it. it. To yeah, fix, to fix it somehow, it. yeah. Yeah. No, I can't, yeah, because I can't, I've tried just not, like, yeah. if, if we're at a point, we're at a full impasse, we're like, I've done the, like, please use your nice Oscar mm-hmm. voice, please, or please, ha- we've talked about it on the show before, Yeah. I often use, do you have a request? Because yeah, he knows and he can, you know, ask in a nice way. If I've done all the Oscar, I can't hear you right now. I I can't understand what you're saying. I want you to calm down. I want you to take, you know, if, we're, if we've done all the stuff yeah. and he's still losing his mind at me, yeah. sometimes I do try just like not an- answering yeah. him. Sometimes I'll just say, okay, I'm not going to talk to you right now right. while this is happening. I'm just going to do what I'm doing until you're ready or something yeah. like that. That always makes it worse always for him. Always makes it worse and, for him, and, yeah. And I, I realize like that might totally work with other kids or with other parents. Yeah. My kid escalates to a thousand percent if I too. if I stop responding to him. Like yeah. it's really weird. Which like does I, I kind put of you in a weird place. Because yeah. Ellis is the same way. And by the time I've gotten to the place where I want to legitimately walk away yeah. and ignore this entire situation, yeah. it's usually where I have gotten to a bad place. Yeah, and you're just like, so, I have to do this. And now yeah. I have to sit yeah. down and, like, shift gears and figure out a different approach, change everything without giving into the whining. But I am giving into helping him navigate these yeah. emotions. Or, yeah. like, it's sort of like, why is your baby crying? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's hungry, he's tired. Yeah. He, you know, like... We don't always carry that with us into these, like, next developmental stages. Yeah. So let's make ourselves feel better by talking about some of the reasons why. And Teresa and I have decided that because I have gone on the Internet Mm -hmm. to do some research, I'm going to use the Biz's Reading Help from Experts from the Internet Voice. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready? Yes. Teresa. Yes. Why do kids whine? Well, 
when they want something, that makes sense, when they are tired slash hungry, when they are upset, it gets a reaction. It's because three- and four-year-olds don't have the ability to fully communicate their needs maturely. Now, I think we had that figured out. Yeah. We knew that. We knew that. Yeah. Right? But I do want to say there is something about the last one about the, like, not having— the biggest thing that I always am surprised by throughout my entire parenting experience so far is why does my two-year-old, my three-year-old, my six-year-old, my set, whatever, whatever age they are, mm-hmm. I don't have that many kids, but mm-hmm. whatever age they are, why don't they have the mature mm-hmm. emotional responses to things based yeah. on 43 years of life I experience? I know. And we don't even respond maturely <laughs> to things. And we totally expect them to be able to do that. I I'm know. ignoring you, three-year-old. I know. Like, I know. Like, so, like, and sometimes it's really unrealistic what we expect of them. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And it's hard to be a mature, responsible person Mm -hmm. when you have somebody jabbing needles in your ears to then remember that they are just two or three. And this is actually a moment, this is actually a moment (sighs) where we should be teaching them how to be Yeah, it's an opportunity to teach them. It is. Is it an opportunity? Tunity uh, to tune out? Yes. Sadly, no. Yeah, uh, no, it, no yeah. you're exactly right. Like, and, and I think nine times out of ten, if I actually stop what I'm doing oh. and I get down on Oscar's level and I hold his hands and I look into his eyes yeah. and I just talk to him, it ends everything. Like, it causes, it fixes everything. Like, we we, we are able to reach a solution very quickly. But I, I need to Type I know something to type. on. A, I need to I need finish to be making finished. and doing another. I need to clean yeah, the and the eat. And but the... those are all real too. Well, like, I know what I'm saying think, yeah. that's like this yeah. is like we can't one... always do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like even if it was like 200 years ago, before <laughs> the technology <laughs> yeah. that we have today to make our life easier, I don't think any conversation would have been different no, about more this. Chores. Yeah. 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 We had less maybe less overall stuff, but like the chores we were doing took a million times yeah. longer. So <laughs> like, yeah. And that's how I'm listening to you wine while I yeah. wash the shirt by hand. Exactly. It's your father's one shirt. Yeah. Um, he's just naked somewhere in the field working. <laughs> we only have one shirt. Stop your whining. Um, all right. Can we solve whining? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's see what yeah. the internet has to say okay. on solution. By the way, don't yeah. Google one bad mother whining like I did when I went to check to see if we'd already done an episode about oh, this. No. Because what it brought up was all these articles about like, it's not that hard being a mom. Stop uh, whining. Uh, like it was like all these articles. Yelling at parents? Yes. Oh. Yes. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Um, not That's not our audience. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 That's a good this. In the long list of things not to go look up on the internet, lots of times they aren't helpful. Uh, But I assume if it's said in some magazine that has the word parents in it, Mm -hmm. it must be true. It's definitely true. Let's see what they say about stopping whining. Because again, yelling at him is not working. You're not supposed to let it bug you. Problem solved. Problem solved. 
La, 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 la. It makes me think about like the years that I worked in Johnny Rockets, this like uh-huh. hamburger 1950s style joint. I and remember that you, place. Yeah. And there's like little jukeboxes on every table. Yeah. And the people just play yeah. music over. And it's the same songs. Yeah. All I hear is the same. And then like some of the songs I actually had to dance to. And oh my God. yeah. Like, like if the song comes on, you, you have to stop dance? what you're doing and you had to dance. Oh, God. My okay. kind of town, Chicago. Right. Anyway, and respect. Anyway. There, I've just been working so long, and I remember people would say, hey, what just played? And I would say, I have no idea. Like, I yeah, just tuned it out. Like, it I just out. hadn't. Yeah. I was still doing my jobs, and yeah. I was still interacting nicely with people, yeah. but I couldn't hear the music anymore. That's self-preservation. So I do yeah. wonder if that's kind of like, if mm. I have to get back in that head yeah, about yeah, yeah. the whining. And I kind of want to spend some time on the not let it bug you thing, mm. because I feel like we're supposed this is like assumption that like just naturally we're said, well, we had them. Yeah. We brought kids somehow into our house. Yeah. So we got to ride through this. Mm-hmm. But like whining is one of those ones I feel really drives you up the wall. Well, okay. That actually makes sense because the thing is, if you are really tuning it out, yeah. you're tuning out your kid. And like part of right. why, part of why the whining is so hard for us, I think is that we do take it really personally yeah. every time because it's like our kid needs something and we're the person that obviously <laughs> by default right. always has to fulfill that for them. Yes. So like every time they're whining, it feels really personal. It feels oh. like it is for me. Yeah. And yeah, if we were always just really good at tuning it out, do you know what I mean? I feel like, like that would that actually... How do you even do that? Because so, psychologically, like as a parent, you're trying to take care of your kid and right. give them what... They need right. Well, no, no I agree. Like, you can't tune it out, but yeah. how do you not let it bug you? Like, so because there's a difference between tuning it out, not hearing it, mm-hmm. and not letting it bother, letting well, it wash over you, yeah, like a cool, refreshing splash in the face. So, like, <laughs> I kind of think the only way to do, like, can I? I know yeah. you're maybe asking that rhetorically. No, but like, I'll take an answer. Okay, I. Because obviously it does bug me, and this is a constant practice for me to yeah. not flip out at my kids when they're whining at me over and over and over. Um, but I will say, like, if I if I can find a way to expect it, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I like, know this is coming. This is coming, and he's doing this because this is part of what he does, and this, right. is, this is normal. This is what they do. This is what kids do. This is normal. There's nothing wrong with my kid, and I'm not— I'm it's normal that I haven't already like part of it is always like I haven't gotten him what he wants fast enough that's generally like a very common one that creates whining in our house and we don't mean like get him the extra slice of cake we mean like hey mama can I have some water breakfast yeah like something that I that is a normal thing for me to provide to my three and a half year old yes um and I just I he as soon as he says it yeah. It needs to be there. Right. Like magic. And, yeah. And like, so so what will bug me is if I feel rushed yes. by him, that really bugs me. That yeah. stresses me out and makes me freak out. But if instead I go like, oh, this is funny. So he thinks that if he just says something, mm. it's supposed to appear. So this is a good opportunity for me to show him how long it takes from the time you articulate what you want mm. to the natural time that it appears in front of him. This is a good opportunity for yeah. him to have that so that he can start getting used to this is a normal amount of time for me to wait for something. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? No, that's and really that, good. Yeah, like with Oscar, I've 
this has been since about the time he turned three. Yeah. And he's he's going to be four in October. So he's like, that's when it and, stops, by the way. Yeah. Guys. I'm pretty sure the takeaway is It'll be it done magically yeah. stops it. Four. No, but I'm just yeah. so with three, it's like it's extra hard. I feel I like, think. yeah. And like, there's this one moment that we have been working on from about the time he was three. I'm talking months, you guys. Like, we're almost to four. We're, yeah. This is like three quarters of a year where he gets up in the morning, he comes to get me, he's infuriated that I'm either still yeah. in bed or that I'm making my coffee. I haven't. His breakfast is not on the table when he woke up. That he's infuriated by that, and he loses his mind. Yeah, this is something no. that happens like every morning, and um, but but we've been working on it every morning. And at first, I would lose my mind and I'd be a mess for the rest of the day because it's a terrible way to wake up yeah, to have somebody screaming at you and rushing you. And right, I'd be yeah. rushing around and I was trying to figure out, well, should I have this stuff ready the night before so that I can just oh, pull it out? I know, you know, I know. And then, but then I was like, no, we're just going to do this. I'm going to show him how long it takes and I'm just going to be calm and I'm going to do my, make my coffee yeah. while I'm getting his juice and while I'm getting the stuff and blah, blah, blah. And like, it really actually works it just took months but, but now he gets up and he actually sits there he just hangs out but you're like literally teaching him it's a, a life exactly. skill about yes. patience and yes. expectation yeah that's super important it's so important and when oh, i know that i'm doing, doing that such a good job no thank you but you're we're all no, doing but i mean it. i mean like i'm but just like, saying but do you know what i'm saying yeah. like we're the thing is it's being aware of it because yeah. if i if i feel like i'm rushing and this sucks and he's making me crazy then it's not I'm doing the same thing but I'm feeling shitty about it the whole time instead I'm like reminding myself oh yeah like his whining right now this is like part of like he's learning right now like we're getting better here's my crazy emotional response to that okay and that is listening to that and being like obviously yeah and like that's obvious and oh my gosh I may also be doing that and even if I just Think about that and apply it going forward. Yeah. That makes me feel better. And it, it makes me feel really good about being a parent. Yeah. Like, good. right? Like, which yes. is not an emotional response I have yes. normally. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no, this is, that's some, it's that's some good work. Yeah. It's right. Working. Like, that's yeah. the thing. All right. Well, that's good. That Let me tell you, that was much more insightful than what the internet had to tell me for a second. <laughs> Take that, <laughs> Take internet. that internet. Talking to each other. <laughs> Yeah. And again, I think it's like important. It is developmental. It is all that, but the work is worth it mm-hmm. to help them find other ways to communicate, mm-hmm. which I think is what we want, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe let me not speak for all people. Maybe we don't all want that, but I want that. Yeah. Right. So keep up the work, keep up the work. And when you can't, go to the internet and buy a shirt that says something punny like, when they whine, mama whines. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bowl and Branch. You're a parent, and that means you are getting the most sleep you've ever had in your life all alone in your bed. Or, I'm kidding, and you get no sleep and everything living in your house are stealing your covers. So why not make sure that you are comfortable? Ball and branch sheets make getting into bed super nice. And what makes them unique is that each sheet is crafted from 100% organic cotton. A two-year-old's foot is in your face 
and that can't mess up how nice those sheets feel. <laughs> so go to bowlandbranch.com today and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code BADMOTHER. That's $50 off plus free U.S. shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. Spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code BADMOTHER, bowlandbranch.com, promo code BADMOTHER. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So I mentioned Grace turned six over the weekend. um, And for her birthday, I did something really cool. Um, She, as people may recall, um, is super into creating art and (laughs) what she calls inventing. Mm -hmm. She likes to build things and make things at home all the time. Um, And she also shares a room with two younger brothers and does not really have a space of her own in our house. Um, So what I did is I cleared out this area under the stairs Mm -hmm. of stuff that could just be put in like the garage that we don't really use that much. And I did it secretly And I set it up as her special inventing space that's just for her. And I got, like, really cheap little, like, containers and waste paper basket from Target, but, like, pink, cute. And my parents got her a little whiteboard, so we wrote, like, Grace's inventing space. And then there's, like, a little brainstorming nook, like, under the stairs with, like, a pillow and blankets. And um, I put up her artwork on the walls and it's really cool. Teresa! I know. And she lo- like she was like, I don't like it. I love it. And oh. she was like... Ecstatic. Totally ecstatic. Totally surprised. And she's using it. Like, she's been down there working like nonstop. You are a genius. Um, so it was really... It was, like, super fun to do it. And it just feels really good that, like, she has a part of the house that is just hers, you know? That was so amazing. Thank you. That is really great. Thanks. I really like that. Thank that you. That's very good. I'm very emotional today. <laughs> uh, okay. So I can't remember if I've talked about this and if I have apologies, but it's still working so well. So here's to repeating myself or saying it for the first time. But so Stefan, given all of his travel over the last like year and just everything being kind of difficult uh, in terms of our roles and who's taking care of who and uh, it's been hard um up to the point where in alabama i was just like when he came when he finally met us up in alabama i was like i'm not sure what our relationship is right now i'm having a really hard time with this so we uh committed to uh every weekend doing something (gasps) just the two of us and it's been it's been a that's so good we we have because uh Ellis is going to be shifting to daycare. Our sitter, we don't have her on the Monday. We Uh won't be. So we're moving her to a Saturday or Sunday. It's her choice. Yeah. Uh, And like 90% of the time she's available. And we do three hours. And we've done uh, everything from going to a wine tasting. Uh, We did um, 
Like we went to just go prowl around a neighborhood we've never been able to prowl around because we always have kids with us. Yeah. And this weekend we went to an art museum in Pasadena and then went and sat in their cafe and read the paper. We brought the paper Beautiful. with us. It's been it's just like three hours, but yeah. I have to tell you guys, it has made such a difference. Mm. It really is it's helping. So good. Yeah. I, I like that it's during the day yeah. too, because I feel like there's something about like our energy is sometimes really good during the day. Yeah. And sometimes by the night where you're like planning to go out, you're kind of tired because you got up early with kids or whatever. And yeah. like kind of your best hours are done. So like the idea <laughs> well, that you're using your good hours. Yeah. And to it's be also together nice too. So we nice. get to get away. From yeah. the house. But then we also get to come back and like hang out with yeah. the kids. Yeah, you still get your week. Like, and there's like a lot of hours. pressure yeah. on nighttime dates. I mean, totally. don't get me wrong. We will go do a nighttime date or yeah. something. But like yeah. the day thing has really been working. That's lovely. Thank Good you. Good job. Thank you. Hi, this is Teresa. I am calling with a genius moment. Um, my one-year-old makes a crazy mess in the high chair, as most do. Um, and the floor underneath the high chair is a freaking disaster. <laughs> and there was this one day where I had all this stuff to do, and the little one was in the high chair, and he's making a huge mess and playing with all of the food and milk, and it's everywhere. And I decided to pour some water on his high chair, and he just pretty much splashed in the water and had this great old time. And while he did that, I was able to, like, do the dishes and all this other kitchen work. And then when he was done, my floor had all this water on it, and I just pulled out my slipper and cleaned the floor really quickly underneath him, and it was clean. And so it was, like, a major win. Floor was clean. He had a good time. I got my dishes done, and, yeah, it was a genius moment, and I wanted to tell you about it and thought maybe it could help some other people out. So... Anyways, that's it. You guys are doing a great job. Love the show, and have a great day. I love this. Love it. There's actually two geniuses going on here. One is the genius of just putting some water and, like, mm-hmm. letting the kid, like, and the, and the fact that that water is going to loosen up all the gross mm-hmm. that's, like, on the table and on the floor yeah. and all that. But it's also letting go of the kid that your kid's over there making a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah, You know what I yeah. mean? Like, because sometimes that has, like, the only way... To get through all the things you have to do mm-hmm. without take being stressed out is, you know what? My kid Just is in this one area. Gonna They're yeah. going to do this. And I'm going to be able to do all this work over here with them in the same room. And then the last thing I have to do is just clean this thing up. And I, I it is that that's two geniuses to me. And I yeah. just think you're doing such a good job. Yeah, you are. And water in the tray on the high chair is really smart. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Good job. Really good job. Failures. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So last week, there was a day where I went to pick up Oscar from preschool, and his teachers told me he had been spitting on his friends, (laughs) which... I was like, that's not something he does. Like, it was so random and, like, so not him. And also, I was just like, that's gross. Like, I'm so sorry. That's (laughs) terrible. And so, whatever. He got over it. It was, they talked to him. I talked to him. It was over. Um, we went a couple hours later to pick up Grace from camp and they reported to me that she had spit on somebody at camp that day and had to sit out from an activity for a couple hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, my eyes got really wide when the, when the counselor told me that. And I was like, 
It's happening. And she's like, I know, it's weird, right? And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's really weird because that, <laughs> and then I told her, I was like, yeah, my other kid got in trouble for that. And I was like, I swear to you, they don't, like, I've never seen this. I swear I've never seen them do it. She's like, she's like, maybe they conspired about yeah, it. Or they, like, probably. watched something with it. I don't, I don't. No, but that was a very special day wow. in the Thorne household. That is impressive. It was. You don't think about spitting. No. There you it go. It did not occur to me to, like, say, oh, don't <laughs> spit on anyone today. What's happening? Like, I had to explain to them later, like, <laughs> do you understand how gross it is and, like, really demeaning and awful? Like, stand here while I spit on yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's pretty awful. Yeah, thanks. Um... <laughs> Your fail reminded me of another fail, uh, but it combines nicely with this fail, yeah. which is, so Katie Bell is also having a birthday coming up. Her birthday mm-hmm. is later this week, mm-hmm. but we did her party this weekend, too, and uh, so it her party was going to take place on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and like Thursday, I was like, huh, I, I might... We need to get, like, I was making a list. I'm like, yeah. well, we're going to have watermelon. We're going to order pizzas. And then we're going to have the cake that I'm making it. I'm like, I have nothing for her party. I don't have, like, party favors. I don't uh-huh. have to, like, like, like plates. Yeah. I've not, I haven't thought. There's a lot of stuff. I haven't thought yeah. about her birthday other than yeah. She's having a birthday yeah, party. Yeah. And like, so I go on Amazon and I'm right. like, boop, boop, boop. Oh, wait, none of this Not, will get here in time. there in time. Yeah. So like, then we got, so yeah. like, Katie Bell, we're going to Party City. Yeah. And I, but it was like, it was like such an amazing thing yeah. to me that my brain had just I know. not thought about yeah. what I needed to do for the party. I know. That was amazing. And what you reminded me of, and I'll go ahead and share it now, was yeah. just the week before she was at, at like her one week at a day at a day camp, at uh-huh. a camp. And like it was the same day that Ellis was at school and I was like, I have all this time. I haven't been by myself in so long. Uh-huh. And I am tootling around having the best day. And then I realize it's you have three o'clock and yeah. she gets picked up at three. Oh my God. I couldn't and then it happened two more times. Oh my god. During the week I was like, oh, yeah. I've got yeah. I got to pick her. I'm like, fly. It was. Yeah, you were thinking, she's off at camp she's for the like day. Literally and then all of a sudden, forever. it's three, and you're it, like, oh, yeah, it's three, and my day is over. Yeah. yeah. I ju- it's just, yeah. my brain is I not know. working. I know. Mine isn't either. Mm. I know. This is a fail. I took my daughter to the dollar store today to pick up some last minute stuff for her birthday party tomorrow, for her second birthday party tomorrow. And then I was going to drop her off at daycare so that I could go to work this afternoon. So we moseyed around the dollar store. I let her pick out colors of balloons. I let her pick out the color of the tablecloth. She was very excited. And then we got to the cash register, and I realized that all of my methods of payment are at home in my pants pocket from yesterday. Because of course they are. Yeah. (laughs) Of course they are. So now I'm going to have to run this errand again tonight after she goes to bed instead of hanging out with my husband. And that sucks. Yeah. It does suck. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks. It sucks the worst. It's awful. And it's, this is a a fail that we have all, I have this fail still. I still have this fail. Yeah. This is the worst fail. It really sucks. I really hate this fail. And I am sorry. You're doing a horrible job. (laughs) 
greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Away, makers of first-class luggage at a coach price. I love my Away suitcase, guys. It has well-placed dividers to keep bulky things like shoes and hair dryers separate from clothes. It comes with a little laundry bag. It's lightweight and easy to roll. And are you ready for this? Away carry-ons are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. They use high-quality materials while offering much lower price by selling directly to you. There's a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for you for life. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash badmother and use the promo code badmother at checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash badmother and code badmother for $20 off a suitcase. Teresa. Yes. Let's call an expert. Cool. <laughs> this week, we are calling Dr. Jennifer Vertolin, an expert in animal behavior specializing in the evolution of social behavior and mating systems. Her work has appeared on NPR and in National Geographic, Smithsonian, Psychology Today, Wired, and Scientific America. And her brand new book that is out, that we are here to have her talk about with us, is Raised by Animals, the Surprising New Science of Animal Family Dynamics. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I can't, I, I, I'm so excited to be here to talk about this with you guys. Oh, you're very excited. I did not realize at the beginning uh, of the show, our topic today was whining. And pretty much from the moment we started talking, I could not stop thinking about how much we were talking about correlated with everything that was in your book and that had not connected to me two hours ago before we started the show. And I had to really clamp it down so that we could talk on the show about it. But before we talk about it, I want to ask what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Well, this is a great question. So I am the proud uh, parent, and I put that in quotes, of a brother and sister um, cat, pair of cats. And, you know, what's interesting is that we know now, science has sort of demonstrated that pet parent, people who are parents of pets the same hormone, oxytocin, which is like a reinforcing hormone, increases when we uh, gaze and our pets gaze at each other. So what? it's this positive feedback loop. Yes. So just like when parents have human children, um, you get this release of oxytocin and it's a reinforcing. It goes from both a uh, parent to, to child and child to parent. And it really... Um, it's just this way of bonding. And they've shown that this happens the same for people who have pets. I um, love it. And I, yeah, and, and actually it goes even deeper. So neuroimaging has revealed that, that the same parts of the brain light up in people who are animal parents and people who are human parents. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I'm not going to derail us into cat talk because I'm a cat owner. So let's talk about the book, at which, again, uh, Raised by Animals. And I have to, I was saying to you before the show started, this, I don't know why I didn't expect it, 
But this book is actually very funny as well. I mean, it's full of some really great science and some really great sort of comparisons and what I, I consider very grounding uh, thoughts about parenting as, as it goes throughout the entire animal you know kingdom but like i also was laughing hysterically out loud uh, pretty much at the suffering and pain of other animals and their parenting oh, stuff no. they had to go through i was like this is great i i don't like judging human parents but i will judge the crap out of that frog uh, <laughs> it was so much there fun there you go it was yeah. great well, i appreciate that but, but I, mean, I wanted it to be entertaining yeah. and engaging at the same time yeah but it really makes you feel like less alone so I want to kind of start off with with just that question, which is why why did you uh, want to write this book, and and was there anything you got out of it that you weren't expecting to get out of it? Well, so I think first and foremost, you know, something about me is I am just really passionate about animals. In case you couldn't tell, <laughs> um, and and I'm really enthusiastic about sharing everything that I've learned and uh, with other people. And so, you know, in such a way that even the most, most seemingly mundane animal uh, it can, can come to life when we realize that they're facing some of the same daily dramas and dilemmas <laughs> that mirror our own. And, you know, and this is a way for me to go about promoting and fostering a connection that we have with all other living creatures. And so parenting, right, uh, is this one really universal <laughs> connector. Um, in all the good ways and crazy ways and, you know, and sometimes some of the less positive ways, um, you know, and, and so I just thought it was a, this topic was a wonderful opportunity and it also, you know, can provide just, um, some information for parents to add to their toolbox. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh, no, I was just going to say there are a few really surprising things that I discovered that I had no idea. Um, And yeah, and I think one of them that that just kind of blew my mind was, you know, a lot of times moms in particular will say that they feel as though their children are a part of them. And and right. And they might mean it metaphorically. But now we know that this is actually literally true. So scientists accidentally discovered that the stem cells of the baby that's growing uh, cross the placenta and travel throughout the mother's body. Wow. And, of course, stem cells can become any kind of tissue. Now, the mom's immune system tries to get rid of them because they're <laughs> foreign cells, right? She's trying really hard. Like, no, you will not invade me. And, um, in, in fact, those cells settle in tissues in the brain, in the breast, and in um, the thyroid. And all of these are advantageous to your baby uh, because, of <laughs> course, they can manipulate you brain-wise, um, and your thyroid affects metabolism. And, of course, breast tissue is going to influence lactation. And this happens with every single baby. Uh, so you your children are literally a part of you we can find their dna circulating in your blood that is great and i like that that was found by accident (laughs) 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 that's so awesome that's really awesome but i also want to say just point out that like the book also talks about there are other things that are shared it's not i mean because like there are a lot of different ways humans Mm -hmm. 
get kids. But that's also mirrored in the animal. There are some, you know, like uh, what we call adoption, what we call like uh, extended families, what we call, you know, that's right. also mirrored in uh, the in, in certain species as well. Correct? Oh, absolutely. You have in, in the animal kingdom, we can see single dads, single moms, right? Working parents, um, you know, uh, adoption, as you mentioned. Yeah. Even sometimes what we would call step parents. Yeah. Um, Right. And and um, and then you have uh, gay parents and heterosexual parents and you have, you know, large families that are composed of, like you said, extended uh, relatives. But you also have more communities that are composed of non-relatives and relatives all helping. So why do you think it is that of all the species (laughs) we just don't like I and maybe this is my own interpretation, but like, hey, Rare, very rarely are we walking around being like, we are total animals, okay? Like, we just right. cannot see ourselves in the same camps as as other species. And to- that's, Sorry, that's partly, I just have to say, yeah. that's partly why it's so shocking yeah. sometimes when we first have our have a pregnancy mm. or, or yeah. breastfeeding that we're like, oh my God, I'm a mammal. Yeah. Like, it's like, the, like, I feel like a lot of us have, got, right. have had that moment where they're like, whoa, this is like my animalness yeah. just yeah. taking over in this way that like I hadn't connected with since I was a baby. I must fight it. I must fight it. But, yeah. that, but that goes into why, why do some of us fight it so hard? Like, right. why is yeah. there like, this net. I mean, not only do we not see ourselves as animals, we also fight so hard yeah. to some degree the naturalness mm-hmm. of like succumbing to parenting. Yeah, right? like so, <laughs> and we go against our instincts. Yeah, we a lot go of against times. our instincts. We our instincts. What yeah. is wrong with us as a yeah. species, doctor? <laughs> okay, well, so, so before I answer that directly, I'm just gonna have to say you might have something in common with pandas. Yeah, <laughs> mom. <laughs> are notorious for being shocked that they even had a baby. Now, remember, okay, so, like, pandas, remember, the baby's, like, the size of a jelly bean, okay? And some panda moms, in fact, a lot of panda moms, don't know that they were pregnant. Then they see this jelly bean, they freak out, and they squash it. Oh, Whoa. They're like, we're out smoking and drinking. We're clearly not pregnant. We're still partying. What the fuck is that? Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then they, they literally like freak out because yeah. they don't know what that is. Oh my god. And that's why that's one of the reasons why pandas may not be around forever. Um, oh. So, so they <laughs> now once it's actually looking like a panda, they're great moms. Right? <laughs> Phenomenal moms. Um, but so so we might not necessarily be the only species that has this sort of incoherent, you know, or, 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 um, you know, shock about being a parent and, uh, having a baby. But I will say that we do seem to be obsessed or very concerned with separating ourselves out as not being animals. And, and I think that this is a, a huge mistake because, you know, it's probably due to our very large brains, um, and the, the frontal cortex in particular, um, but I think it's, it's to our detriment because we're missing the opportunity to have a really deep understanding about why we might react in ways that then we feel guilty about, mm. right? Which we, we don't necessarily need to feel guilty about the fact that we feel this enormous tension between the amount of time our children demand and meeting our own needs. 
This is a tension that is experienced by virtually every animal mom or dad out there that is offering any kind of direct parental care, whether it's feeding them for extended periods of time, having to babysit them for extended periods of time, having to teach them how to be uh, 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 become a grown-up version. Yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, We've been struggling with right? that for a while. <laughs> that's right. And so, you know, by understanding that this is a this is just a factor, a, 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 an outcome, a natural outcome of the demands of parenthood versus your own needs, we can eliminate some of the guilt because, frankly, guilt is only useful if you've done something wrong. I feel like with all the other animals, there's like really it's much it's much easier to see the bi- biological need or benefit of these sort of characteristics and traits that we have as parents. I cannot mm-hmm. figure out the one about the guilt yet. Like, is is there a, a, any benefit to that? Wasn't planning on asking well, you this, but surprise, is there any benefit yeah, yeah. to that? <laughs> Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. I think a lot of the judging in particular, which then leads to this sort of guilt, uh, one, it's just a lot of social conditioning, but mm-hmm. I do think that we have this sort of social con- contract as a species where I'm relying on you to raise your children properly, right? Mm-hmm. So, so in a way, we have this policing, parents mm-hmm. uh, and, and oh. other adults po- policing the parenting of other adults to ensure that your children will behave like proper human beings. The problem is that everybody has a lot of really different ideas about what that should look like. Whereas, say, for example, within a certain species of another animal, there's not a tremendous amount of variation in how they go about um, parenting them. Now, I will say this, like, for example, in chimpanzees, once uh, a, a chimpanzee reaches the age where the rest of the community holds them accountable for their behavior <laughs> um, because they're given a grace period, a quite long grace period, like six years. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, five, six years. Then you have uh, other members of the community and it's very, you know, dominance based. Right. So a kid from a dominant female family can get away with a lot. <laughs> right. And basically be a spoiled brat. That's And we see this on the playground or in schools all the time. Right. right? The with with our, reflected in our own species. This happens also in chimpanzees. Um, and and a, a kid from a less dominant family is going to get really pounded on a lot more. But there is still a general sort of code of conduct if you are in a chimpanzee community. And by the time <laughs> you're about six years old, the other adults expect you to have learned the proper etiquette um, to being in the community. And if you don't follow all of those nuances and if you, you know, your mom didn't teach you them, you are in for a rude awakening. (laughs) Welcome college or first job or first child or basically anything that, yeah, we struggle with. But here, well, let's, Let's go to what we were talking about earlier today, which was the whining. And Teresa and I, it was so funny, as we were discussing it, I was like, Teresa hadn't even read your book. And yet here we are talking about like, the <laughs> biological needs to whine and like how mm-hmm. Teresa is very good at pointing out she is a much better animal than I am sometimes uh, when it comes to like, <laughs> oh, this is a learning moment. And then I'm like, oh, right. that is so true uh, for me. <laughs> And then sometimes for me to pass on to my children. But um, 
we were kind of talking about the idea of what's worse, public whining, private whining, like, <laughs> which falls into so many different aspects of parenting. What's better when right. they do it in front of people or not? When, do, when mm-hmm. do we behave better? And you had this wonderful sort of section in the discipline area, though, but I think it plays well into this. Uh, which is the these two different uh, macaque uh, sort of uh, groups. And I, I was wondering if you could talk about, like, how they behave, public versus yeah. private, and, and talk a little bit about that, because I think it really, really plays into what we wound up talking about today. So in the vast majority of species, and the, the one you're referring to in particular, stump-tailed macaques, which are this, uh, or, or they're also known as the bear macaque because they kind of look like a bear with a red face. Um, <laughs> and um, so, so they take things in stride like many, many other species. They're, they're youngsters, uh, throw tantrums and whine. It's usually over being weaned yep. um, because, right? And sometimes it's a boundary pushing issue, just like in human kids. And sometimes it's a genuine need. And, and the challenge is to figure out which is what. Um, but pushing boundaries is a natural thing. That's how you learn your limits. <laughs> and so um, these, uh, these stump-tail macaque moms, they're pretty relaxed, lenient moms. They, they kind of give in a lot of the time. They, they just don't or they ignore. Um, and, and there's some possibility that they have uh, the, the reason for this is that there's not a tremendous amount of stress um, and pressure on the mom because you've got other females that participate in taking care of and paying attention to the juveniles that aren't their own, right? So there's a lot of sort of mixed help, um, yeah. so to speak. So it's not all on mom. Uh, now this wow. Is I know, right? Can we just yeah. hold Everybody for just a second and absorb and that and hear that, right? That, that if yeah. you didn't Unity. hear that because your kids are in the car or it's loud right. or you missed it or you <laughs> took a phone call, just press the little 15-second rewind yeah. button or 30-second rewind button yeah. and just let that set in. There's a group of yeah. other parents all being cool about helping each other and out. And that's why moms are not stressed out. Wow. Now, let's take yeah. us to the other group of macaques. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the same cannot be said <laughs> for rhesus macaques. Now, here's what's really interesting and, and brings out what you were saying about in public versus in private, right? So so for rhesus macaques, um, uh, moms, again, are, are fairly lenient when they're surrounded by friends and family but they give in about 50% of the time, 50% of the time they ignore. However, when they're in the presence of a dominant individual, like a, a, somebody who would be considered an aggressive individual to that particular mom, and she does not have friends and family, and her infant starts throwing a tantrum, there's a huge risk to that infant and to that mother for getting beat up, in this case, quite literally physically attacked. Um, by that dominant individual or even the infant being injured. So in this case, mom is, is really like insistent on stopping the tantrum. And now that is either by giving in now a whopping 80% of the time <laughs> or, or being physically rough mm. with the infant, but not to, uh, you know, discipline it in the way we might think of spanking or hitting or, but they're just trying to get them out of that situation right. to protect them. So it's, it's more like yanking them out of the middle of the street. Right. Um, and, and this is really interesting because in our society, you know, nobody's hopefully going to come and slap you because you're 
you know, toddlers having a tantrum in the middle of the supermarket. But, you know, we do effectively the same. We get the snide looks or snide remarks, you know, the glares, the you must be a bad parent. And I really... And I really think that as other other adults, you know, who either have kids or don't have kids, we really need to just sort of understand this is part of the developmental process. Um, yeah. Kids that age are, imagine being in the mind of a two-year-old. It's really hard. Um, <laughs> and so they are not equipped to cope with their emotions and their you know, I mean, we've seen some adults have tantrums equivalent yeah. to a three-year-old, right? So I think that, yes, there is a difference sometimes in public whining. It, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the parent to make it stop because we're feeling this judgment. So we're acting a lot like rhesus macaques. Um, and I think we should act more like the stump tail. I agree. But I mean, not just us, but the community at large, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, Absolutely. You know, that goes back to good job. Just keep yelling good job at people. Good job. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're okay. <laughs> um, well, let's wrap up with, because I could talk to you for eight hours <laughs> minimum. Um, <laughs> like, I just want to go to a bar and talk about animals. Uh, I know. Yeah. I want to do this, too. I know. It's so <laughs> great, guys. This is, like, literally how this book makes you feel. It's so awesome. Uh, but let's wrap up on uh, sort of the uh, last two questions, which are, uh, one, what do you hope that people take away from the book? And, two, uh, is there anything that uh, animals can learn from us, the other animals can learn from us? I mean, do we have anything to offer besides so I love that question. <laughs> and, and, you know, we do. We do have something to offer in two ways. One, not in the, the expected way, right? So a, a lot of animals don't seem to have as much trouble as we do with the whole parenting thing. But, um, but you know, some uh, brown bear moms, because, uh, of course, we're very protective of our offspring, brown bear moms have been able to um, realize that by settling closer to humans, they're able to protect their offspring from a, a, a bigger enemy, which is male brown bears. Wow. So, so, so we have some opportunity, you know, even though it wasn't intentional, to provide some extra protection. And I think the biggest thing that um, animals, you know, uh, I, I, I think that, that they don't need to learn as much from, nope. from us <laughs> Um, you know, other than maybe they could learn that we are not there to harm them. That would be mm. my sort of ultimate goal, right? And there are some individuals that learn that we can be helpful and they take advantage of that. When they need help, they come to people. Yeah. Um, and that's wonderful. Um, but I think the what I would hope that readers, parents and non-parents alike, um, is, you know, that there are there, there's a suite of tools now, uh, extra tools, right, at your disposal to have a better understanding of why some things happen. Yeah. For example, why you might feel anxious or even a little OCD after your infant is first born. And this is because of specific brain changes that alter your sense of, of, of wariness and anxiety. Um, also that, you know, sibling rivalry is common, but now there's some discussion of some strategies to cope. And I think Finally, maybe most importantly, what I hope that readers can get is that if we want to raise friendly, cooperative, and kind children who, are that, uh, who will be that as adults, that we really need to create opportunities for cooperation, which result in spontaneous sharing. You don't mm. have to teach sharing. You just have to create the conditions that encourage sharing. Right. And, 
and also empathy. And, and that means diversity. So diversity of experiences and opportunities to cooperate in tasks. And that goes against a lot of sort of what we've been ingrained in as a society about individual, you know, achievement yeah. and nuclear family. This, that, that really isolates and separates individuals, creates more stress and pressure for parents and limits these opportunities to create the society that we say we want. Nice. I really like that. That is a really, and that is, I think, very apparent when you are reading about uh, these other species who don't isolate themselves like we like to do. Though I am disappointed that animals do not need my 13 copies of different sleep training books. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. No, they, well, Fair enough. That's one of our benefits, right? We can read and we can yeah. learn from other species. <laughs> if, if there's a bad animal parent, they're kind of, that's it. Yeah. Their kids are not <laughs> going to do well at all. There's no, yeah, they're not perusing the libraries. Well, uh, Jennifer, I, I thank you so much for joining us and writing this book and we're going to make sure that everybody uh, checks it out and we're going to link everybody up to how they can find out more about you and the book. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Biz. Thank you, Teresa. This was so much fun and I wish we had like four more hours. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager and I was two. Butts, 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 butts. No. <laughs> Ben, we've been accused of so many things over the course of making The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast, that we're a little bit embarrassed to be making. The embarrassment lies squarely on us, and you can listen anonymously and safely. Would you like to meet up for some anonymous podcast listening? This is a podcast you definitely won't want your parents to find on your phone when you pass away suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Discovered by an innocent hotel maid. They'll make up something else at your funeral. Something more tasteful, like you were listening to Bullseye. We, of course, have permanently shamed ourselves by making this podcast and putting our real names on it, but you don't have to. It's a regret we feel several times a week. Subscribe and delete The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast. Yes, we are actually making a Star Trek podcast. We should submit that one. (laughs) That was so awesome. That was so fun. That was so much fun. Yeah. Legitimately, that is the same... uh, emotional response that you get reading the book. The book has that much energy. I really hope everybody will go and check out uh, Raised by Animals, The Surprising New Science of Animal Family Dynamics. It's so good, guys. It's really fun. 
You know what's also fun? And something that animals don't get to have that we get to have, other animals. And that's a hotline to call in and have a breakdown on. Let's listen to a little mom have a breakdown. Hi, ladies. This is a rant. Oh, my God. I've so listened to your show. And, like, we're in Canada right now. We're from the States. We're moving back to the States in a month. And I just had a six-month-old baby. And we're having this big move. I just got a new job that I just started. We're moving. And my husband is handicapped, so I am doing all of the packing and all of the organizing. And I just feel like I can't take it anymore. And I'm at a breaking point. And it's so hard. I know it'll be better. It'll get better once we move. This is a great move. It's just really hard right now. Thank you so much for the show, ladies. Bye. First off, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, you are. And what I really appreciate is she just front-loaded everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. There was no, oh, and then. Yeah. They were all right at the beginning. Yeah. You are moving. Mm -hmm. You are getting a new job. Yep. You You have have a a six-month-old. And a lot of the responsibilities are falling on you, given your current circumstances. Mm -hmm. That is four very specific things, any one of them by themselves being too much. Yeah. Okay? And and what what I just feel like something else you're doing that's so good is you're not, like, apologizing for it or making a thing. You're like, yeah, I got a job. That's great news. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're moving someplace that you would – it's a good move. Mm -hmm. That's great. But there was none of the, like – I shouldn't feel bad yeah, because, because these things are yeah, all yeah. going to be great. Yeah. They you these can all be good positive changes that you want yeah. and have wanted. Yeah. It doesn't take away how much stress or strain they can add to your normal life. Definitely. Okay? And I just I, again, I, I'm sorry that we kind of hammer this in sometimes weekly. And, and but it's we don't give ourselves the proper respect for how hard change can be. And things that even the best things, the best new things that ha- happen, uh, job changes, uh, new family members, great moves, what birthdays, whatever, to any degree, those things can also have a lot of stress and strain. And sometimes we're not even aware that they are causing uh, stress and strain until it hits us like a ton of bricks. And I I just, both things can exist. Things can be good, but things can also require a lot of extra effort. And we're not respecting that that extra effort can really tire us out physically and emotionally. And you are doing a remarkable job. You are. I hope the move goes great. And I, I hope the new job is awesome. And you are, and I, I, I the six month old again, this falls into mm-hmm. what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Six months. Yep. It could, like, it feels like people can suddenly disappear. You don't have a adorable newborn anymore. You have a monster six month old, and we want nothing to do with it. But, it, but there is some truth about that, I feel mm-hmm. like, that like six months, you've got to have this figured out. And, and I just want to say, as I said to you, Teresa, Six months 
is still such a forest of some kind. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you're still like the hormones are still going. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, and they're your intense. body is not you're recovered from pregnancy. Correct. Usually until like nine months. You're still adapting yeah. to a new baby in your house. It is a lot. Yes. I, I just you're doing remarkable. Yeah, you are. You're doing amazing. Yeah, you really Good are. Good job. Good and job. thank you for calling us. Teresa, what did we learn this week? We learned that our children whine because it is their biological duty to do so. Mm-hmm. It keeps them alive. It is a way to communicate when you are unable to communicate any other way. It is a reminder to us that we may have to meet some needs of our children, but also mm-hmm. that they don't understand, for example, how long it takes from the time they ask you for something to when they get it. Yeah. Maybe we should be looking at the wine. Maybe a way to accept and deal with the whining is to use it not so much as a reminder that your kidneys are specific little annoying need at, at the moment, right? Like whatever it is. But there's a larger need that they are asking from you, and that is to teach them how to cope with their needs and to be a responsible, reasonable human being out in the world as as they get older. We forget, or at least I forget, and then I'm reminded having a, an almost eight-year-old is this long game aspect of this. I see stuff play out with Katie Bell now that had been such a struggle three years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that because of oh, the rep- repetition and doing and, and doing the teaching, it worked. So yeah. what? I mean, it yeah. worked. She's doing yeah. good things. It's right? not for nothing, it's all not the stuff nothing. we're doing. She yeah. understands if I say, yeah. give me a minute, that that is yeah. going to take Yeah, potential wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so... Uh, it may not feel like it at that moment, but it it there is you are teaching. These are teaching moments, and we should feel fucking badass that we have the opportunity to do that, despite how exhausting it also feels, mm-hmm. and how some days we wake up and we don't want to teach it shit. <laughs> Yay! Good Yay. takeaway, guys. Good takeaway. <laughs> do you think it would help if I just whine back at my child? I don't want to help you be an adult <laughs> or a person right now. <laughs> Uh, what else? We also learned that uh, a lot of what we're dealing with is mirrored in the animal, uh, the rest of the animal kingdom, mm-hmm. and that maybe we should succumb to our animalness. Yeah. Right? Go with your instincts. Go with your instincts. Yeah. That's right. It might actually work. Yeah. <laughs> it might be like those fucking striped tail macaques, you know, yeah. just like relaxing yeah. and enjoying parenting and being cool. Yeah. It's all right if I give my kid this extra piece of cake. It'll be fine. Fucking fun. Guys, uh, last thing, I just wanted to give a shout out real quick. Uh, There's an amazing group of One Bed Mother listeners who have created a pack. And surprise, its focus is on many of the values we hold dear here on the show. Equality, education, and support for working families. Uh, This is a bipartisan pack, which is always remarkable and amazing. And although it's not affiliated with uh, one Bed Mother or Max Fun. We just think it's awesome. Yeah, it uh, is. It's just so awesome. It's so cool. And we wanted to give them a shout out and let you know more about it. If you were interested in checking it out, you can find out uh, more about them uh, at Raising Our Future Pack on Facebook, or you can go to their website, uh, raisingourfuture.org. J- good job. Great job, guys. Communal animals yeah. coming together, Working together. for yeah. the larger community. Yeah. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. I, I mean it. 
You are doing great. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.